In this episode of the Charlie Charlie One podcast, we bring back our employment and education manager, Becky Paris. Now, if you haven't listened to the first episode that I recorded with Becky, please go back, find it, have a listen, just so you can find out a little bit more about Becky and, and who she is and what it is she does with regards to employment and education within RMA, the Royal Marines Charity. Now, in this episode, we expand on what it is that Becky does. We niche down a little bit. We go into specific areas. And today, we're going to particularly talk about what military, serving, annex military, in fact, what anybody can do to prepare themselves for the possibility of unemployment, a possibility that has become even more apparent during the COVID-19 pandemic. So Becky, as always, is full of useful information, tips, hints, insights, advice, you name it, she knows it. These podcasts are worth their weight in gold when I speak to people like Becky. So sit down, strap in, grab yourself a cup of coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce or I reintroduce you to our employment and education manager, Becky Paris. Becky, good morning and welcome back for your second episode of the Charlie Charlie One podcast. We had such a successful first episode that we're back again for a second one. So thank you again for giving up your time this morning to impart your knowledge, wisdom and expertise on the extended Royal Marines family. Oh, I don't know if I call it that, but thank you very much for, for having me back. I'm going to try and give you a few less ums this time. I feel like I was on um watch whilst I was listening <laughs> to uh, the last one. So I promise I sort of know what I'm talking about. Well, we never got any feedback to that effect. We actually had a very good feedback. No one mentioned the amount of ums. They just said how informative it was and how, how helpful it was. And that's the aim. That is why this podcast was created, was to get information and knowledge out there to the wider core family to help as many people as we can. And the first one was very successful. I've had nothing but positive feedback, which is why you're back again. And moving forward, we plan to have you back a couple more times because the area you work in is very detailed and in depth. Um, and I know from speaking to you offline that it is very helpful um, to the people that you work with. So last episode was a bit of an introduction to that. We talked a little bit about yourself, your background, what's led you to here, employment and education as a cell or department within the charity. And today we're gonna we're gonna niche down a little bit into an area that is particularly relevant right now due to COVID and the I guess, semi-lockdown that we're all still in, but all, all the, the changes that we're all facing. So today we want to talk a little bit about um, the reality out there. You know, the reality that there are veterans out there, like there are civilians out there, that could potentially be facing the harsh reality of unemployment. You know, not through any fault of their own, but just through the, the current climate, you know, businesses having to do what they need to do to survive, which unfortunately means many times laying people off um, to save unnecessary expenditures. So I was reading through some of the notes that you sent me leading up to this podcast. And one of the things that hit me was that it says that hiring rates are at their lowest since 2013. Now I'm assuming that is because of covid and coronavirus and all that lot um i mean what are your thoughts on that yeah so it it's a really scary statistic to hear and um we're seeing in the news every day every week different information which just seems to be getting worse and worse in terms of of the jobs market and we're not necessarily seeing the direct effects of that yet. Obviously, when the lockdown was imposed, and there were a lot of companies that they didn't um, take advantage of the furlough scheme, they just went, nope, everybody gone. 
and so so we saw that first hit to the employment market and people have kind of recovered from that they, they've come out the other side but now we've got the new effect of that lockdown and the 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 difference that it's making to how employers are looking at at their companies and how they're going to deal with the ongoing changes to how our society operates uh, and that's you know with retail in terms of how many people are going shopping now in, in terms of in the actual high street that's in the hospitality sector i mean i don't know about you but i don't plan to go on holiday this year and probably not next year either at this rate every sector is having a knock-on effect where they are going to have to reassess what they're doing how they do it and a big part of that is assessing their workforce who they need what skills they need and who they can afford to lose so yeah scary times yeah i mean and this isn't employment education it's not an area that that i'm uh, involved in or anything like that but you know i've got ears and eyes and I, and I listen to things and i watch things and over the years you've kind of seen a, um stories with places like google when they're implementing artificial intelligence you know like autonomous cars which could potentially take away jobs in the future from drivers you know taxi drivers hgb drivers and all that kind of stuff yeah and while in some ways and this is just my opinion in some ways there's been, I think, good that's come out of, of this, as in, you know, people that have furloughed staff or put staff to work at home, businesses and employers have, have looked at it and gone, okay, well, I don't need to have 20 employees in the office. I could potentially have eight. I could have five working from home, but the other, my maths are rubbish, I think three or four. Three. Um, three. <laughs> five and um, three is eight. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but those three, unfortunately, aren't necessary, you know, and there's a 60, 70, 80,000 pound a year saving we can make by letting those guys go and utilizing technology. So, you know, if you're a business owner, it's kind of, you look at that and you're like, okay, this is a good thing. But if you're an employee with a family, it's not a good thing, you know? So whilst me and you and, and you know, the veterans out there or the guys transitioning to City Street, can't control that or do anything about that there are things i think we can do and this is what i want to talk to you about to prepare for that you know being proactive um in case you find yourself in that situation potentially facing unemployment so you know let's talk about that what kind of things can people do to prepare for that absolutely so i think the the most important thing to start with here is that this situation although it's it's a big situation at the moment because it's happening to absolutely everybody i don't think there's ever been a time where absolutely pretty much every single employer in the country if not in the world are reassessing what they're doing um there's there's not been but as far as I'm aware, there hasn't been an event like COVID on this global scale uh, whilst we've been in this modern world. So, in fact, if you think about it, no job, no, there is no job that is guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And so actually, it pays even if at the moment you feel that your job is secure uh i mean this this is advice that i've given prior to the lockdown and and to covid look at the guys who get medically discharged look at the guys who get admin discharged you know you a, a royal marine may think that i i've got 12 years left to push of my career so i don't need to think about resettlement at the moment and then six weeks later break his leg you know get 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 blown up lose a limb um or or have a minor injury and um and and end up being medically discharged so it's it's really important to actually without being morbid about it always be prepared for change 
because we we see it all the time you know as you say with with the development of artificial intelligence um computer systems taking over what used to be done you know bookkeeping accounting used to be done by a team of 20 people is now done by uh, a, a computer program so you should always be prepared for having to change your your career path your role and what you're doing i know that was a little bit off piece from from the question you asked me but i, I just think it's if, if i can get across one message today it's that e even if you have been told that your job is secure from the effects of covid that doesn't mean that it's secure from the effects of something else that might come along next year if that makes sense yeah no i agree with you completely and i'm a i'm a, a massive fan of of proactivity you know if i could go back i think we may have talked about this in in the first episode but if i could go back to the start of my career whilst there wasn't you know technology wasn't as freely available as it is now we used to have a, a like a blue personal development folder and i was a big fan of that although i planned to do 22 years i, I was always planning for what happens if i can't do that yeah. you know what happens if i have to leave and i would do courses i would you know it's a lot easier now because you, you're online so much with things like linkedin you can network a lot easier but i was always proactively preparing for the next step you know and i'm, I'm a i'm a big personal development nerd anyway and one of the things i learned from a, a financial point of view which i think a lot of people really could benefit from hearing is is the dangers of just having one source of income when things like this can come around and you can now we, we live in a day and age where you can just you can run a small business from your mobile phone while you're still in the military and you could even you know even when you're on exercise as long as you've got a 4g signal you could be in a poncho in the rain you know a little bit threaders that you've got to go on sentry in two hours but still running a little small business from your mobile phone yeah. You know, so it's about proactivity, I think. And while you should always want to be positive about your current situation, your current career, and invest 80% of your time in that, as in promotion courses, personal development within that career, that 20% always be slowly burning and building a, a plan B, you know, just yeah. in case. Absolutely. And I think that the approach that I would suggest is two-pronged really the first is i mean i don't you've probably said this before i've certainly said it most people would say if you went to them and said what would you do if your employer gave you one month's notice tomorrow and i would say i don't know what i'd do i don't i can't even think about that I can't even think about this, that scenario because I don't know what I'd do. I've got a mortgage, I've got bills to pay, I've got a car on finance. I don't know what I'd do. Plenty of people think that. But actually, it is so helpful to you to think about that worst case scenario because there is a huge factor in this which is not immediately obvious, which is your health and well-being and the impact of something as stressful as being told that your job is gonna end in a month's time, in two weeks time, sometimes the next day, that will impact you immediately. You will be stressed, you will be worried. And if you've got that information in your back pocket already, that yes, you know it will be tight, but you've looked at your finances, you know that you can take a payment holiday from your mortgage, you know that actually um, you can get out of that sky bill, you can cut your mobile phone bill down, you know, th things like that, so that you actually know that if somebody asks you that question of, what would you do if you're if you lost your job in the next couple of weeks you will know things won't be great things will be tight i need to find some temporary work but here is what i need to survive it's such an important exercise to do to manage that situation that you're potentially would potentially be heading into um the the second element is really just making sure that you are adaptable that you are ready 
for a change. Now we talked about this, I can't remember if we talked about it offline actually, um, but about the, we did talk about it on the podcast, about how Marines are constantly developing, constantly doing courses, constantly bettering themselves. And actually what in doing that, you are, you're preparing yourself for a changing environment and it will make you very employable. It will make it very easy or easier for you to step into another role, take a new direction. Where people fall down is where they've worked in a role for, you know, anything up to 20, 30 years where they felt comfortable, they felt secure. They've not done personal development they've not taken the opportunity to do courses you know they're that person who's actually quite difficult to work with especially i i don't know if if you have come across anyone like this oh, I have. yeah <laughs> no, no, no no don't know anyone like that nope. um but but where you you have that person who's and and people will say things like, oh, she or he's very set in their ways. They like things done a certain way. They'll take longer than so-and-so to do it. Um, they'll say things like, I can't use a computer. I'm useless on a computer. Mm-hmm. That's that. Those are the kinds of people, and that is the kind of situation that you do not want to find yourself in because it makes it very difficult for you to um, to to change and to move into a new role and actually to be employable with with another employer. Yeah, it, it's um, I agree with you totally. You do you do see them um, occasionally, like you said. Go back to that, that computer example. You know, if you can't use a computer in this day and age, I mean, what what can you do as an as an employee? Even down you know, with respect to the lowest level, you need to be able to do it, maybe to book your holiday at work, you know, things yep. like that. And if you can't do that, you, then if you can't adapt to that kind of change, then, you know, with the greatest will in the world, you're not much used to anybody, you know? Absolutely. But- and and having that quality, being able to, to change and adapt will help you when there are areas in which you don't have experience so if you have a veteran or or a spouse who has some let's take accounting as an example just because it's a good one where where computers are used a lot if you have got a person spouse or veteran who is great with computers has a bit of accounting knowledge not a great deal but willing to learn willing to go on a course and you know, has that drive up against another person who has worked in accounts for 15 years and and (laughs) all of this, Um, but they are still doing it in writing and can't use the new systems because they have been very happy with the way they were doing it. That other person with less experience, but the ability to learn is gonna win hands down over over the the other individual who's technically well not technically (laughs) but on on paper is has got more experience but actually will not be capable of of moving into the new role yeah one of the things i was going to ask you actually one of my questions i wrote down was how can you decrease your chances of being cut and that that was my immediate thought was to constantly make yourself more valuable constantly keep upskilling um you know, becoming more of an asset to the company in the role that you're employed to do, because exactly what you just said, if you've got the uh, stuck in their ways, been an accountant for 30 years, writing everything down in ledgers against the guy who's a ninja on zero or whatever the, the latest bookkeeping app is, then they're going to win hands down because they're cheaper, they're more efficient, they're more flexible. And as an employer, I'm not an employer, but I just I would put myself in an employer's shoes and go, that's the guy I want. You know, as, as lovely as Mavis is, you know, and as great as she's been, you know, we're in the twenty first. Poor Mavis. We're in the twenty first. We? <laughs> she's all right. She can go to bingo or something when she gets laid off. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it's also as well, and and this is where military people are good. 
Uh, not all of them, but the majority of them is constantly going on courses, upskilling, wanting to be better, you know, wanting to be at the forefront, the most efficient and the most effective that they can be. You know, but what, well, I mean, just off the top of your head, what other kind of things do you think an individual could do who's in employment to make themselves more valuable? Yeah, so one of the, uh, the, the best ways that you can prepare yourself and make yourself more employable is to understand what there is out there and what is going to be out there in terms of work. So it's great, you know, if you educate yourself to degree, master's, PhD level, you know, in, in, in marine biology, or zoology or something like that but if you don't live like as live live near a zoo there's no point if you don't live near the sea there's very little point that's that's a weird example but um so it's something that we call labor market information and it's about gathering real data facts information which is available pretty readily if you know where to look for it on the jobs market both in terms of your locality, so where you live or where you want to work, the industry that you work in and the career path that you're looking to be on. So it's really important to understand what is going to be out there for you if and when things change so that, again, you can have that information in your back pocket to tailor your personal development so it, it may be that you start doing uh, some online courses in a slightly different route you may be looking at something that is an adjustment to your current role or it might be in the research that you're doing that you realize that there's an industry in the area that you live that is something that was a dream for you that you that you can now look at it's it's all about understanding what is out there and and that can be as simple as looking at the job sites so looking at indeed.co.uk looking at i think it's monster you've got total jobs cv library there are loads of ex-military specific sites so you've got some ex-military recruitment companies like for ex-military recruitment ex-mil uh, recruitment I should mention because we work with them a lot uh, a, a company called salute my job where I used to work they will have roles where they are specifically looking for ex-military to to fill their vacancies what you also need to start doing is looking at and watching the news so when you see information about the future of war of warfare everybody's talking about cyber security mm -hmm. it doesn't take much piecing together to see that there is a, oh my god there's a huge future in cyber security there are going to be and and there already are jobs are ramping up and there's a skill shortage in cyber security but actually a, a more obscure one you know we loads of people say when they're kids i want to be an astronaut i want to be a spaceman and it's always like oh yeah pipe dream mm -hmm. but but space exploration is a massive industry now and it is growing and growing and growing you might not get to be an astronaut but there are companies that have to supply those developers uh, they have to sell your space holiday to the moon in okay. 15 years time i mean this 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 all sounds it, it sounds crazy and like I'm going off on a tangent and you know the, the space thing is a longer um, goal obviously potentially but but when you think about the bigger picture and how you can fit yourself into those emerging industries that is how you're going to make yourself employable in the future and almost future-proof yourself and your career. So this might sound like a completely off the wall kind of comparison but when you were talking about space exploration and people not thinking that is a viable field to go into for employment and everything you know I, I remember when the highlight of the weekend on friday night used to be going on a blockbuster video to rent a video 
you know, they never looked at the future and thought one day people will stream stuff online, you know, and then Netflix came along, Amazon Prime came along, Disney Plus came along. And guess what? Blockbuster disappeared because they weren't proactive, you know, in their approach to, to their business and their industry. They didn't look to the future and they suffered for it. And, it's, and I'm guessing what well, it is, is very similar for individuals with employment. If you're not, if you don't, if you have that blockbuster video mindset, you know, you end up like blockbuster video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and actually it is a fantastic example, Mark. So a couple of the guys that I went to university with worked at Blockbuster in Cheltenham. Uh, one of them in particular, uh, his name is David York, and I'll give him a little plug because he's doing really well in his career. Um, he took that passion for film that he was able to use his time at Blockbuster to really do some serious research <laughs> uh, with his free rentals. And, um, and he is now working as a, a director. He was working for a, a production company. I think it was UK TV that he was working for. And all of that led from that original passion for, for film. And had he had he stayed and not done the research, adjusted the way in which he was learning, so he did a he did a film degree, and um, and, and again, you know, people who who went to university when I did doing film degrees, and it's not that long ago, it was fifteen years ago. Um, even then, all of the equipment that we learned to use then. Is, is obsolete now it's yeah. it's not we we were burning stuff onto dvds and i bet the students that are there now aren't you can't you can't hold on to that one bit of training 15 years ago you you have to be constantly developing to be relevant in in whatever industry you're in um perhaps a more immediate example in in terms of using labor market in information and preparing yourself is um in the news this week they're talking about um i think it was maidenhead where they are completely overhauling and redeveloping the town center so it's a it's something like a 44 million pound project okay now if i was living in maidenhead i would be looking at how my skills translate into the construction sector I would be looking at what construction companies are in my area. I'd be looking at the news to see which construction companies have the contract for that. And that's not to say that you're going to go and be a labourer on a building site. These, constru these construction companies have every department that you would expect of a massive company. They've got HR, they've got marketing, they've got sales. They've got project management. They've got, um, if they're particularly big, they will have a cybersecurity department. They've got site security and they need people to plan and deliver all of those elements of that town centre development. And then if you're looking at that town centre development and you're watching your local news, you can look on council websites, local government websites to see which companies are interested in in being there so you could look potentially at i don't know um restaurants that are looking to be in there are they going to build a library are they going to build office space you know and and when you start to think outside of the box like that you can really plan to place yourself in the future of of, of your local area and that translates really quite well as well as i said before in using your definition of area to mean more than locality so your area is your industry so you you can look you you can take the same approach to the industry that you work in read industry magazines read the news read the weekend newspapers so i mean when you buy the Times, the Telegraph, the broadsheets, they are massive and they take all weekend to read. But there is so much information in there, particularly in the business pages, where you can get a feel for what is going on at the moment, who's doing well, but also a whole load of 
comment from people who know what they're talking about know these industries giving their predictions on the future of them and that is really valuable information for preparing yourself for the future and again so again like we talked about earlier it's about being proactive you know and, and being ahead of the game ahead of that next person who is maybe in the same industry has the same qualifications who's going to potentially go for the same job you know be proactive and uh, and get in there first absolutely and it's it's so important, again, coming back to the uh, health and well-being element in terms of stress, but also coming back to those guys who are being medically discharged that we spoke, spoke about previously. Do not wait until it's imminent. Mm -hmm. Don't wait until you've been given your notice. The, it, it, the best way that you can prepare yourself for being made redundant or, or losing your job or or, or anything that affects, because as we said, you might not get made redundant, but you might get hit by a bus tomorrow, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and have to change your job then. You should always be ready and prepared. Don't wait for the boot up the bum to, to, to start thinking about it, because as we said before, that will see you going into another job that you hate or struggling to find a job. All right. So for people listening now, then who, you know, we've got them, they're hooked now, they're, 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 they've got the proactive bug. And although they've got no plans to leave their job and, you know, maybe there's no danger of them losing their job. If they're going to be proactive, what kind of resources are there out there right now? Either, you know, and I'm looking at this from a veteran's point of view. So someone who's now a civilian who, where can they go to upskill externally? from their job. I know there are probably ways they can do it internally, but also, um, you know, I know there are a lot of these job sites around apps, websites, um, what, what stuff is there that they can just right now instantly finish this into this and then get online and start looking at. Yeah. So there are loads of online free resources. And I, I will stress that because there are a lot of companies out there who would really like for you to spend lots of money on their courses. And I absolutely agree that there is a time and place for paying for training. And, and it's important that you get those certifications if you need them and experience if you need it. But whilst you're in this exploratory phase whilst you're looking at what's out there and what you might be interested in please don't spend money on training because there are so many free free resources out there for you so one thing that I always say to uh, the guys that we work with when they're in this initial seeing what they're interested in phase is the open university have a really useful resource called open learn where they have got literally hundreds of mini courses which are free to do free to access and they give you little insights into loads of stuff <laughs> and um it's a really good way to actually ease yourself into learning again, because a lot of this is about, it's about learning. It's about absorbing information, processing it and working out how it fits with you. So I would absolutely recommend uh, the, the open learn site and not trying to be too specific in what, what you're looking at on there. So have a look through the list and pick something that sparks your interest. Don't worry at this point how it relates to your local labour market and how it's going to fit in in your future career. Just pick something that's of interest to you so that you can ease yourself into that that learning situation. And being open minded is, is a big part of being successful at this. Otherwise, there are hundreds of resources available if you know where to look so you've got the likes of the ctp website now i know that veterans can't access the ctp jobs page after two years um, of their tx date of leaving service but there are loads of free industry guides on there that you don't have to log in to access and they're really helpful in terms of understanding your 
uh, translation of skills, uh, your military skills, but also the skills that you have acquired since you've left, because they're written for service leavers. You've also got the National Careers Service, which is the government uh, resource. It's a bit boring to look at, if I'm honest, but <laughs> there's loads of really helpful information on it. And then there are websites which, on the face of it, are for school leavers. So you've got connections, you've got, um, it, it's called Prospects, which is the university uh, site. You've got one, there's, and, and you can just Google all of these and you'll find them. There's, there's a site called Not Going to Uni, which is a site for apprenticeships. But there's no reason that if you're looking for a new career that you can't take an apprenticeship. You don't have to be a certain age to, to, to take advantage of an apprenticeship. What I would recommend, because the, the lists are endless in terms of resources online, and particularly when you sort of dig down into different industries and roles, the best thing you can do is actually educate yourself on how to understand what is a good resource and what is a bad resource. So what I mean by that is that some websites, and this is particularly training providers that I'm gonna pick on here, and it's not all of them, it's some of them, where they will appear to be providing you with clear information on an industry, on a job, on a career path, but just be very wary when there is a price at the bottom of that information because they are trying to sell you a product. And so what I would say is national broadsheet newspapers for whatever opinion we have on their biases generally have a lot of factual information in them local government websites will give you uh, statistical information although that does take a little bit more uh, knowledge and experience to to translate and back to those jobs boards where that that is going to be the best snapshot you can get of your local labor market at the moment Okay, cool. Now, I'm going back to something you said earlier, because we know that all military folks like a gizzet and a freebie, and you're talking about courses where you have to pay for it and that kind of stuff. Now, I'm so out of the loop, and any young bootner listening to this is going to make me feel like a dinosaur, but back in the day, you used to have the enhanced learning credits. I don't know if you know anything about this. This is what a thing that you do. And it used to be a thousand pound a year. You could get, you could have three claims. So it was spread out over the course of three years. And you could claim if you had any left when, when you TX up to 10 years after you left, you could still use that for educational courses, resettlement, that kind of stuff. Is that still a thing? Um, yeah, so you're testing me now. And every time I think I know all the answers about enhanced learning credits, I realise that I don't. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. But yes, um, enhanced learning credits do still exist. They're still a thing. So it's once you reach the six year service point, you're right, you have three lots of a thousand pounds. We call it lots of because you can use one per financial year. Okay. The important the, the, the good thing about that lower tier of enhanced learning credits is that you can put them all together. So you can use it in one go as a £3,000 lump sum. Oh, okay. Once you've been serving for eight years or more, you go up onto the higher tier, which is three lots of £2,000, which you can't oh. push together. Yeah, yeah. So, so £2,000 per financial year. Um, with that, there are some caveats to that. So you can only use them for courses which are level three and above, which I think is a level MVQ level and above. And you also have to make a 20% contribution yourself, regardless of how much the course is. So even if it's an £800 course and you've got £1,000 of credits, you still have to pay £160. And, and they have to be a, an accredited uh, learning provider part of the scheme don't they 
Yeah, so you can go on the Enhanced Learn Learning Credits website. I think it's literally enhancedlearningcredits.com or .co.uk and uh, you can do a provider search and you can do that by locality or by subject to see what where you can use them and, and how you can use them. And a, a really good part of the learning credit scheme actually is uh, some, something that not all guys know about. It's the FEHE scheme, F-E-H-E where you can sacrifice all of your learning credits to cover the costs of a degree. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So normally a degree is anything upwards of six, eight, nine grand a year for a three year degree. You can use your learning credits to, to do that. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. So again, going back to what we said, upskilling, further education, making yourself more employable. Yeah, Absolutely. But, you, but you cannot take the money and go on your Uncle Dave's backyard plumbing course and give him a couple of grand and then say that you're a plumber. Right. No, that's good. Um, and do you know, like I said, it used to be 10 years um, post discharge that you could claim that for. Because I'm, I'm just thinking with my veteran hat on, you know, lads yeah. out there that may still have things, resources they can use, but are not aware of. Is it, is it still 10 years they can claim? So it's changed recently, I believe, to five years. Okay. Now, I don't, I don't know whether that applies to guys who left prior to when they changed it. So don't quote me on that. But the best thing that you can do if you don't know, if you're not aware, is go onto that Learning Credits website. It's got all of the contact details for the person who handles the... So you've got Royal Navy, Army and RAF have different representatives uh, their contact details are there and you can contact them and find out exactly what you've got what's that website is it elc.co.uk it's enhancedlearningcredits.com okay so go on there yeah. you can find all the contact details you need ask all the questions you want and then get anything yeah. you're entitled to yeah absolutely and there, there's a bit of a myth that those learning credits can be transferred to a spouse or partner. Okay. Uh, that, that's not the case, unfortunately. The, the only circumstance in which that can happen and uh, what, whatever your opinion might be on it, rightly or wrongly, um, the only case in which that can happen is where the serving person uh, dies or is unable to work at all um so yeah we get a lot of questions about whether wives can can take advantage of that if their partner doesn't plan to but you must you must use them it, mm -hmm. it's such education is so expensive once you're not in that school leaver situation gotcha. anymore uh, but in the same breath i would say don't waste them as well so, uh, so some people will use them all up when they've got no intention of leaving because they'd like to do a degree or, or something like that. So equally, make sure that you use them as best you can, because it, it, if that degree that you want to do is going to is vocational and is with a view to what you're going to do when you leave them, fantastic. But if it's because you it, it's something that you fancy doing alongside then consider not using your learning credits for it would be my suggestion yeah be smart yep well becky what i've taken away from this is and everyone's going to know what i'm going to say here prior preparation and planning prevents poor poor performance be proactive take a holistic approach like you say you know and, and it does take a little bit of quote unquote grown up in, as in that's not even a word, but being a grown up, <laughs> you know, taking your Peter Pan hat off, you know, and actually looking around you and saying, okay, I've got this great career in, in the military or I've got this great career out of the military, but I have a mortgage, I have bills, I have children. You know, I, I personally do it every three months, I narrowed out and I, I've got a spreadsheet, it's real geeky, I get my special geek glasses on. And I've got the list of all my household bills, all my outcomes, goings, all my income, and I test and adjust every three months and, and I reduce that bill and then I get rid of that unnecessary expense just because I'm a nerd like that. But you know, what I took away from fellow nerd. Yeah, absolute you, fellow nerd. I've got a spreadsheet. But you have to, you have to holistically 
look after your life for, for worst case scenario. And I said to, to Becky, my Becky, my wife, a long time ago, she's like, why do you do this stuff? Why are you always out there figuring out another source of income or, or cutting down the bills? And I very cynically said to her, you know, I'm in a fortunate position where because of my injuries, I get a pension. I said, Beck, don't think in 20, 25 years time that some, you know, some guy in government's going to look at the spreadsheet and go, oh, these injured Afghan vets are costing us a little bit of money. We're going to have to tax that or cut that or completely get rid of that benefit that they've got. And then where are we? You know, so you've got to take responsibility and look at it holistically for worst case scenario. Absolutely. And something that we say to guys when, when we're coaching them normally is about salary expectation and income and and exactly what you've done there and what we do in our household you know my husband says what's wrong with you oh you're in front of the spreadsheet that's why you look <laughs> like sponge doing the face um yeah it's it nobody else cares except you about how much money you need to get by your employer doesn't care when your employer thinks about your salary, he's thinking about how much he can afford to pay you. He's thinking about how much he pays your contemporaries. He thinks about how much his competitors pay the same person in their company that's doing the same job and what the going rate is. So what I'm trying to say is when, when you say, oh, I just won't be able to cope if I lose my job, nobody cares <laughs> to, right. to be to be harsh and there are there are things like benefits uh job seekers allowance that you can claim and fall back on but again you still need to make sure and do those sums to see if you can survive Mm -hmm. on that much money because i can tell you now that the government or the person in the job center or whoever works out your universal credit is not going to care that you've got a car on finance is not going to care that you feel that your kids need to watch sky tv it's that's what it's going to come down to and taking responsibility as early as possible you know i cancelled disney plus this week because as much as i'm told no 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 i love it i love dog mcstuffins um i sat there and nobody's watched it for the last month right that's six quid we could have saved and not much stuff on YouTube anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, and, and you said that, you know, that six quid that we could save doesn't seem a lot, adds up. It, all them little tiny savings that you can make, you know, and I can attest to it with my geeky spreadsheet, they, they all add up, you know? Yeah, and you'll notice it when you haven't got an income. Exactly. Now, I pre-warned you off air, before we came on, I was going to finish this by asking you for a top tip of how veterans can, I mean, there's, I mean, this is full of tips, but what is your number one top tip that you could leave with to put people in the best position possible? Start thinking about it now that I I can't say it enough times or in enough ways, start thinking now. Test out that worst case scenario, see where you're at and what you need to do to get to where you need to be. Have a plan so that if, and hopefully that time will never come. That time will never come and you will be fine over the next few years and you will continue as you wish to. But if that time does come, you are not going to spiral into a panic. That is, that, that's the one thing that I would say again and again and again. And if I can just finish on a personal note from personal experience, you talked about, um, saving the pennies here and there, being proactive, planning for the worst case scenario, I think. And I, I pray to God that no one listening to this ever finds himself in that situation. But if you think things like insurance are a waste of money, uh, and you know I've, I've been through this myself when I've been injured and faced unemployment as a result, they are not a waste of money because with everything else you have to deal with, if you lose your job through injury or illness or whatever it is, having that insurance will take a huge weight off your shoulder to ensure you have an income 
and then things don't spiral with things like the loss of a house, car, and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's a little personal experience. Um, yeah. Insurances that, are definitely an investment. That's, um, is that income protection insurance that you're talking about there? Yeah. I mean, there's um, lots of things, yeah. Yeah, um, things like that, they're, they're not well known, but again, and, and they are expensive. It's, it's not going to be three pounds a month. But like you say, it can be an absolute lifesaver, particularly if you have got some big outgoings. Mm -hmm. Because universal credit is, is not going to cover a thousand pound plus a month mortgage. It, it, it just won't. And whilst you'll be able to get a mortgage holiday, you still have to pay the balance at some point in the future. So, yeah, having uh, something like income protection and but but even down to pet insurance yeah. if you've got pets in your house and you think that you can't afford pet insurance our dog out of nowhere um had pancreatitis a few months ago and all of a sudden we had a vet's bill of 1200 pounds right. we did not have 1200 pounds in the savings but we were insured Perfect. so it, it it's stuff like that and you know that if you lose your job the next day is going to be when everything breaks and everyone gets ill yes <laughs> It, it, it's like as soon as your husband deploys you know that the washing machine's going to break it, yeah. it, it's just one of those inevitable things so yeah a really good point mark actually and, and not one I'd, I'd thought of previously but but yeah in, insurance is is worth every penny awesome well becky listen thank you again for coming on and imparting your wisdom and knowledge on our listeners we will get together in about a week and start planning for the next episode um to help as many people as we can but for now becky thank you again um everything i'll speak to you in about a week yeah thanks so much for having me mark really good really appreciate it pleasure so talking about the possibility of facing unemployment isn't a particularly cheery subject but it's a reality and it's a reality that we all have to face. So I hope that conversation with Becky has helped. As with all things in the military, you know, we all know the seven P's, prior preparation and planning prevents poor, poor performance. And I think that's what a lot of it's about. It's about being proactive, being prepared uh, for the worst case scenario. Guys, thank you as always for your support with the podcast. I love reading all your comments. Thank you. I'm always grateful for your ratings and your reviews and for you sharing this content and, and tagging in people within the Royal Marines family and, you know, wider that could benefit from, from hearing from the people that I speak to. Guys, have a great week. Thank you again. And I'll see you in the next episode.